Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. AEW had some good wrestling on. Madness. Not not just good wrestling, Ollie. Arguably, top to bottom on this show, the best in-ring wrestling product that Dynamite has done ever? If you added up the cumulative star ratings for every single one of the matches, potentially, this has, overall, the average highest amount. That's There's an argument to be made. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Chopper Pete Quinnell. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite New Year's Smash Special uh, review episode of the Rest Talk Podcast. If you haven't already, press the subscribe button, give us a thumbs up, leave a comment down below with what you thought of the episode, and get in those Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. But first off, we're going to start the show with mm-hmm. what we think the best match on this show was, because there's actually, I would say, Three top-tier matches to choose from. Mm -hmm. Maybe even four. And there were five matches. Maybe even four. Obviously, the women are the one that aren't really in contention. The thing is, even the women's tag match had lots of stuff to enjoy in it. It was really good. It was really good. It just wasn't of the, you know, a near four and three-quarter, five-star match as the rest of them. So, after the count of three, we're both going to say... Three, two, one, and then say? Three, two, one... Our favourite match. Okay. Three, two, one. Blackpool Combat Club versus Top Flight. Okay. That is fair. We disagree. (laughs) Which, again, I love that match. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely adore that match. But but you prefer spot stuff. That's fine. It was fun. All right. I like fun. Don't blame me. Now, the reason I I wanted to talk about this, the the fact that the wrestling was so great, I did a tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I said, what was everyone's favourite part of Dynamite last night? Just trying to gauge people's thoughts and what they thought. Jinder Mahal's title reign. Jinder Mahal's WWE title reign was not an answer, funnily <laughs> enough. Um, but lots of responses here. Love the whole show, which is, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elite Death Triangle 6, great. The ending of Top Flight versus BCC mm. match. Can I say the whole show? I'll say Trio's Tech, but could easily go for about five other things. Ethan Page and Top Flight being given time and showing what they can do on TV. The line of Jarrett stealing Kurt Angle's Wi-Fi, Max. Oh. Not normally impressed by Max Cass's, Max Cass's attempts at actual music videos, but that stole the show for yes, me. Yes, I agree. Has to be the trio's match. Literally everything. Top Flight, Samoa Joe, Top Flight. So many different things that people are weighing was their favorite thing on the show. Mm. That it's just like, this was just an all-round great episode of Dynamite. And I think... In ring wise, like there was some good storytelling, like subtly told through the matches. There weren't these huge blow away, amazing mm. angles that you see on Dynamite sometimes. But I think the caliber of wrestling on this show is absolutely top tier. Well, I, obviously the main event was Wardlow versus Samoa Joe mm-hmm. for the TNT title. Yeah, and that had that was somewhat of a culmination of a story. Yes, but the other four matches weren't even culminations. They were just adjacent steps in a story mm. to get to the main match. So, for instance, Brian Danielson versus Ethan Page. Excellent match. Mm. That was all about 
Well, it was a story, but the main story is building the MJF versus Danielson. MJF was in the skybox. We see him at the start and at the end of the match. That's it. But the, yeah, that Ethan Page is not a factor in that story. Top Flight and Blackpool Combat Club aren't a factor in Moxley versus Hangman Page. The Death Triangle versus the Elite, excellent match. And maybe if I hadn't seen it five times mm. already, I would have said that. I'm not saying that, of course, it was separate and unique, but, and I'm still loving it. It's incredible. But that wasn't the final of mm -hmm. the seven, which yeah. is the this this was very predictable because for sure they're not going to end it there. No, but yeah, it was. This was one of my favorite kinds of wrestling TV show mm -hmm. in that it was nuts and bolts. It was just a really high level of what your average show should be. Mm, yeah, I thought this had a really good episode of TV peppered with like almost pay per view caliber matches mm -hmm. thrown in. Like just just like little teasers of pay per view caliber wrestling thrown in there, <laughs> which for me is absolutely perfect. That's exactly what I want from a weekly TV show. And this is this level of in ring wrestling is what AEW should be known for. That is AEW strength is great wrestling, and they really lent into that and did some great wrestling on this show. Therefore, thumbs up. Loved it. Uh, to play devil's advocate, mm. well, if you do good wrestling all the time, mm. what? Why are the pay per view so special? Because it's even better wrestling. Even better wrestling. And those are your marquee matches. Well, oh, yeah. So that's where you would do Danielson versus MJF. Like, mm -hmm. all the matches can be great in ring and competitive and back and forth. But the big story finales mm -hmm. are on your big episodes of TV or pay-per-view. I agree. Yes. Um, what match do you want to talk about? Let's talk about one of them. Well, uh, well, we can talk about both and touch on them. Claudio... Sure. Castagnoli and John Moxley, just because it came first mm. in the episode, was my match of the night, but mostly because oh, so it caught me off guard. Yeah. On the AEW's tag division, I've been a bit like, well, last year or at the start of this year, just the best tag division in the world, mm -hmm. probably out of most eras of professional wrestling in one company. But then the trio's championship division has pulled a lot of that talent away. Mm. So really, the tag division now is the Acclaimed, FTR, and the Ass Boys. And that doesn't fill me with hope. Mm. And then Claudio and Mox walked out. And I was like, well, I always like Mox. Mm. And Claudio, actually, he's quite well fitted to be in a hot tag guy in a tag team. Because mm. his hot tags are like one of the best. And it's John Silver, and <laughs> then it's Claudio yeah. and how it's ranked. And I just thought that, like, they were an extraordinary tag team, so good that by the end of it, I was like, I don't know if I even want a Moxley versus Hangman Page feud, which I do. Mm. I very much want to see that happen. But I enjoyed this so much. Just build them up as a tag team. Mm. I love not only that we got to see the team of Mox and Claudio on this one and how they they fit, but it's something that me and Tim has picked up on on last week's mm. uh, Dynamite review is that Claudio's not being more heelish necessarily, but he is being more, like, aggressive and yeah. being a bit more, like, intimidating than he normally is. Because normally, you know, it's Claudio. He does a big swing. Look at these uppercuts. Isn't he fun? <laughs> you know, big hot tags, whatever. This one, he's like, no, he's going to stare down Dante Martin and he's going to make him scared. You know, like, it, it's an intimidating Claudio. And I love this version of Claudio. It's so, so good. And we're still getting, like, the first glimpses of it. But I think that little tease from last week when he was accompanying Marks and uh, or accompanying YouTube, whatever he was doing last week. Uh, and in, in this match in particular, I love seeing Top Flight get some offense mm. here and look really good doing it. Some great like near falls. But for me, the absolute perfection of this match was the finish. Yeah, I yeah, could yeah. not. I couldn't get over it to the point where I had to pause the episode and turn to Sullivan in the office. And be like, Sullivan, I have to tell you about this match because, <laughs> um, man, Darius Martin kicked out of the neutralizer, which was awesome. Great nearful. Holy S chance from the crowd yeah. just for that was awesome. This finish where Claudio was hitting the hammer and anvil elbows onto Darius Martin, basically knocked him out mm -hmm. straight up. Dante Martin comes in to try and break it up, kicks Claudio in the head, who's just like, no, just no sells it and just carries on. Uh, Dante fires up, bounces off the ropes to hit Claudio with a move, but just gets taken out with a lariat from Moxley, drags him to the outside, paradigm shift on the floor. Camera misses, but they do replay They it. do replay it immediately, which is great. And I'm glad they, they, they picked that up. Uh, and so Dante's out, paradigm shift on the floor. Immediately then, Darius Martin, he, like, he can't even be picked up by Claudio. He's complete dead weight and comes up and just manages to find enough energy to slap Claudio around the face. And Claudio's like, 
oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Was I trying to be nice? Takes out his gum shield and just delivers a vicious uppercut to him yeah. that completely wipes him out. And not only is it vicious in the uppercut, but when he's pinning him, he doesn't just pin him. It's forearm to the oh, face yeah. and staring him like face to face <laughs> as he's pinning him. He's like, don't you ever dare do that again. Oh, this was absolutely wonderful. Mm. It was like a statement made by Claudio to be like, do not F with us. We are a serious tag team. You come to us, you will get beaten up. And it's exactly what Combat Club should be. <laughs> yeah. should be. That's the bit that gives me the most excitement. Mm. Not in just Claudio and this more serious mm. Ring of Honor champion character. It is the ramifications for the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm. Because Blackpool Combat Club, when they got together February, March, amazing. Mm. Then they, you know, they were badasses and they incorporated Utah. And then, you know, the first three weeks of the JAS feud, just some top tier stuff mm. because they're hard bastards. They beat you up. And yeah, that's what they do. But then the last five months or even longer has gotten away from that significantly. They've been very diluted. This felt like going back to what Combat Club was originally, just with Danielson switched out for Castagnoli. Yeah, which... I'm all for. Mm. I, I like that. And I really like the fact, I, I hope they play into it a bit more, that it's the betrayal of Regal and subsequent kicking out that has kind of been the catalyst for them to be like, okay, we're just going to take our frustration and beat some people up. Mm. And then they just become very serious off, off the back of it. I'd love if they kind of tie that in down on it, even if they don't do it overtly, if it's like subtly teased. I, 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 I love this match. This was wonderful. And Top Flight came out of it looking great yeah. as well. Like, it feels like a very dominant victory for Boxing Claudio, as it probably should be. But, Top Flight did not look bad coming out of this. They got lots of offense, some really good near falls. They they held their own until they were like, oh, now we're going to murder you. And then they <laughs> did, uh, which is great. You can see that in every match on this show. And I think that's why it's so fulfilling mm. in that Ethan Page lost, looked great. Mm. Top Flight lost, looked great. Yeah. I mean, I would even say Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale. They yeah. lost, they looked great. Wardlow lost, looked great. Yeah. So it's 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 about getting over the whole roster. Everyone was more over, mm -hmm. apart from uh, Balaam Lynx, who was there for a role. And that yes. role was to be squashed by Hook. Absolutely. Everyone who came into this episode looked better after the episode had finished. Exactly. And, and it's down to the quality and the time given to the matches. Yeah. I'd say the only people who probably didn't look better coming out of this episode than, they went, than when they went in, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, <laughs> because they got dismantled but by the acclaimed. they weren't on the show. No. <laughs> Do you want to briefly talk about the Elite versus Death Triangle? I mean, that was your favorite we'll, match. We'll probably have to talk more about it later mm -hmm. because, oh my God, there was so much in this match. So many moves. Oh my God, so many. Um, very fast pace. Started very fast. Started backstage, in fact. Mm. Uh, brawled out onto the stage and just kept going. Just <laughs> moves, 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 moves constantly. And I could not get over, one, how amazing everyone is. Like, this is old news. Everyone involved in this trio's feud is amazing. We know that. I couldn't get over how quick Kenny Omega was in this match. Mm. Like, we know Kenny Omega is fast, and yeah. I know Kenny Omega is fast, but I watched a few of his moves. There was one sequence where he got in and he did, like, his uh, the dodge in the corner where he, like, flips over them, and then they did sequence of move, 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 and everyone got their stuff in. And I'm like, this is like watching 2018 Kenny again. Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't wait for more of this. Um, I, I can't list every spot. There's too many. Uh, and this was a pure spot fest in this match. Yeah, there wasn't even the story of the hammer. Because I would say the f maybe not the first match, but definitely the second match, it was just spots. Mm -hmm. Incredible. And, you know, I don't mean that derogatory. Mm. You've got to have some variety over seven matches. Absolutely. And this was your spot one. And then they've done the psychology ones. But e even in those opening matches, they had the hammer. Yeah. There was no weapon. There was no, like, oh, is this guy going to do this? It was just moves yeah i i i absolutely loved mo i love mm. moves. moves and when they do them they do them well i also really like the finish of this one as well brilliant finish. it was a brilliant finish where pack had matt jackson in the brutalizer uh but elsewhere because it's a false count anywhere match elsewhere on the stage kenny omega hits a one-winged angel to ray phoenix off the stage through a table and pins him the brutalizer was in for quite a while mm. and matt jackson just had to <laughs> hang on just had to hang on and not tap while Kenny Omega got the pin, and immediately after he gets the pin, Matt Jackson taps. So yeah. it's like so close to Pat, to uh, Death Triangle winning. I loved it. I felt like production just 
just whiffed it a bit, unfortunately. Just slightly. If I'm being hypercritical. Absolutely. And, but, and the, the crowd didn't know. Yes. But it was a, it was an ingenious way to do it. It was Execution-wise was, unfortunately, yeah. not spot on. I, I just got to the end of it, and I was like, oh, my God. Mm. I need a cigarette. Like, God, yeah. I was just I was so amped coming out of that match. It was so, so great. I loved it. What scares me, excites me, I don't know. Mm. Omega's going to face Will Ospreay on Wednesday. Sure is. And then the following week, they're going to have match seven in this series, which is a ladder match, which, you, which you'd assume is going to be the best of the matches, or at least they'll want hope to so. be. hope so, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know how he's going to do it. Can he have two six-star matches in a week? If anyone, if any, if anyone, if anyone can. can. Probably, yeah. I, I, I love this. Mm. I love this so much. I can't wait for their next one. I love that all of them are just proving why they're so good. Yeah. They've just gone, we've got six great wrestlers. Why don't we just have them do some great matches all the time? Easy wins. Yeah, you don't Big need fan. to. You don't need to get bogged down in the in the booking. So because maybe that has been another fault of AEW over the last six months. It's not just the focus on Ring of Honor. It's not just like the large roster. It's also you could just get people to wrestle great matches. Mm. That's a perfectly good use of time. There's no need to write out this intricate booking sheet and trying to fit a hundred people onto an episode. Just go. Okay, here's our twenty people. You forget twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Fill those twenty minutes with some moves, yeah, and a bit of story. Yeah. You got it's like I don't think it needs to be as hard as Tony made it for himself in the last six months. Yeah, and this episode was was him back to his best. Yes, I agree. I thought, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and just one more thing before we get into the chat, because it applies to both these matches and the whole show. The was it where were they? Colorado. Mm. The crowd were fantastic. So good. They elevated every match by another star. 100%. Yep. It, the difference a hot crowd makes mm. is unreal. And I think you mentioned this the first time the former WWE guy yeah. got hired by AEW. Mansbury, I think his name Yes. Is. Yeah. Uh, Michael Mansuri. That's something good. like that. Yeah. Uh, the, the crowds have been super hot. Mm. And I don't know whether that's the crowds or the miking of said crowds. Because apparently this Colorado crowd was not a greatly attended show. Mm. You know, it was in the five, I think 5,000 range. It wasn't full, mm. wasn't sold out, but they sounded as loud as any mm-hmm. show during the summer. Yeah, uh, Louder. This is one of the best crowds of the year, I would say. So the, yeah, that is a possibility, that they're just miking up the the production better and that's not to take anything away from the crowd because chances are mm. that the old crowds were also really loud but we just didn't hear that as much yeah if they weren't mic'd correctly and now they are well i've, I've got another theory that i'm working on mm. and that is aw has suffered a bit in mainstream uh, momentum and popularity mm-hmm. so the casual fans have stopped going to the live events mm-hmm. so what you actually have is a more concentrated rowdier AEW diehard fan base who would be a lot more emotive anyway also not a bad thing here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. 
You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let us know your thoughts on the best match of the, sh- the, the, the show episode. Dynamite. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support for the Omega chat. Some people have already sent some in. Charles Berg says, every match was on point, but that FCA match made incredible... U- FCA? Balls can't anywhere. Match made incredible use of the stipulation. Possibly the best finish I've seen in that type of match. Yeah, it's up there. It's really good. Okay, I'd also like to get confirmation my package arrived. Said it was delivered December 21st. It's two calendars. I haven't seen anything. We've not been in... I've, I've only just come back in the office yesterday. Mm. So it could be here. Um, we'll, we'll track it down for you, Charles. New Punk Rants. What a show. I finally got to see Omega wrestle in person. New Punk Rants was there. Mm. New Punk Rants is the Hooven 2 Guerrero yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw my faves. Well, apart from Hooven. Uh, lost my voice. All four shows were great. But I got to see the acclaimed and my whole year was made. Man, I love AEW. It gives me everything I need as a fan. Hashtag scissor me. But not to the extent that Joe scissored Wardlow. Not that scissoring. Bad scissoring. That's bad scissoring. Benny Boy 004. Really enjoyable matches last night. But one thing no one has mentioned and missed by commentary was Danielson winning with the regal stretch. Really cool touch by Brian. Did you want to pick up on that? Well, he'd already won with the... Kinda, yeah. The elbows, that was what made Ethan pass out. Mm. Um, I guess I had... I, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I got it, was, it. It wasn't an STF, was I, it? I got it in my notes. Well it's the done. regal stretch. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just Marcus. I loved every part of this episode. I think Joe versus Darby will be amazing, which has been confirmed on Rampage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the spoilers. Yeah. Uh, but that elite versus death triangle is the kind of wrestling madness I live for. Glad you guys like this episode. Jam that jam. I think the Elite Death Triangle match, it wasn't as chaotic as like Anarchy in the Arena, but it's mm. that sort of level of chaos where like stuff's happening over here, stuff's happening over here, all of it's happening at once. It's very fun. Keep getting in your Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars. This whole this show as a whole then, play by play. Mm. We opened with Brian Danielson versus Ethan Page. But MJF came out first. Did he? Yeah. No, he, no, he was up in Third. the skybox. Yes. He was up in the skybox. And the crowd went mad for him. The crowd was super into Brian Danielson mm. as well. And thus got into Ethan Page. Uh, MJF before the match got underway he said that he'd found the only hot girl in Colorado she was sort of hanging off his arm he mm-hmm. was drinking champagne good like 80s wheeling dealing styling profiling yeah. heel yeah. champion because he's a bell end. <laughs> it's good good heel heat that's very good do you think this uh, lady was just a person for that week or is that a new part of his act? I think she's a lady for that week because I think I think someone tweeted me that she's an indie wrestler. Mm-hmm. So it was just like a here you go kind of thing. 
apparently she's related to Shotzi. No confirmation on oh. that. Uh, the more you know. It could be a gimmick then. Every week he's got a new gimmick. Because we know in kayfabe mm -hmm. he is married. That's been brought up on promos by mm. Ricky Starks, I think. So that the, the first thing I thought, like my stupid brain just went, oh, but you're married, mate. <laughs> because this girl was, you know, hanging, hanging on him. him. It was implied. He didn't do anything. Mm. He didn't cheat, yeah. technically. Uh, but yeah, that, that was my first thought before mm. it even went to, oh, that's a good spot. I was just <laughs> angry at him. That's some heel heat, brother. Yeah. Uh, oh, infidelity! <laughs> <clears throat> sure it's not associated with anything in my brain mm. uh stokely hathaway interfered a bit but it was mostly a cleanly wrestled match of danielson versus ethan page i think this is the best match page has had in AEW. it was it was a weird not a weird match but it was a, an interesting match because i felt like danielson was never in trouble mm. always on top took about 70 percent of the match but Ethan Page never felt like he was just there for enhancement purposes. This is the Danielson formula that he <laughs> has perfected. That is, Danielson will always make someone look good. Mm. Whether he wins or loses, the other person looks great. Danielson does it every time. Every match he's in, the other person looks great coming out of it, as well as him. Yeah. He's a... He's a perfect wrestler. That's what he is. Uh, and I thought that Ethan Page's offense, when he did have it in mm. this match, was really good. I really like some of the stuff he did. Like the thing on the outside where he grabs the arms that go straight through into the power slam. It's really smooth. It's awesome. He's so strong. So strong. And then they they repeated <coughs> that spot in the ring, but this time Danielson countered it, which was a nice yeah. a nice touch and that into a DDT and stuff. Uh, the, the, when he hit the avalanche power slam off the, off the top, because it looked like Danielson was going to counter it. And it's like, mm. okay, here's a counter to a move, whatever. And you're like, Nah, I'm just gonna hit it and got yeah. him back up and then hit the avalanche power slam. The crowd popped for it big because they it like subverted their expectations. It was really good, and they they gave him a couple near falls. Like he got in the labella and he got to the rope. So it's like more inclination of mm. Ethan Page being a really good wrestler rather than just being like a guy who fluked his way into these title matches and uh, or title association uh, that he's uh, yeah. been in recently. Uh, I, I thought this did a lot for Page. It was really good. Yeah, that like what 15 minutes with Brian Danielson did more than all of the firm mm. the whole to uh, eliminator tournament thing that he made it through to the finals yeah, yeah. but i guess all that stuff building up to now w was useful context absolutely so hopefully as we always say with AEW, they can continue this momentum for page because yeah. he, he is great i've I felt bad of myself for not liking his work in the in the firm because i know mm. it's not him yeah i just don't like the firm yeah um <clears throat> Of course, Danielson will be wrestling in his hometown of Seattle next week. That's why he can't be on Wrestle Kingdom, because he's a hometown boy going for the title with MJF. Mm. Um, do you know who he's... This is a bit of a spoiler, because it was announced on Rampage, because a lot of people were like, well, why didn't you announce a big match for Brian Danielson? Mm -hmm. The first time ever he's wrestled for AEW in Seattle, mm -hmm. and he's in this main event title program. Mm. Do you know who he's facing? Austin Gunn. No. Nope. I don't know. Worse. Oh, no. Um, AR Fox. No. Uh, don't know. It's a former WWE guy. Ari Davari. No. <sighs> but you're in the right yeah, yeah, yeah. 205 Live realm. Who else is on 205 that's in AEW now? Oh, I can't think. Just tell it's me. Tony Nice. You know, I'm sure it'll be good. Brian Danielson's a wizard. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be a good match. Can I can I play you? Uh, so Dave Meltzer did not know that. So Jim Valley told him on this, you know, today's episode of Wrestling Observer. Mm -hmm. I just want to play you uh, Dave Meltzer's reaction to mm -hmm. hearing it's Tony Nice mm -hmm. who's going to face Danielson in Seattle. Uh, Rampage. It's uh, Brian Danielson against Tony Nice. Uh, uh, I'm gonna make that noise my ringtone for people I don't like. Uh. Oh dear. Yeah, very good. Uh, yeah. Weird, weird idea for next week, but probably just a squash and then a promo, I guess. 
Uh, Samoa Joe attacked Wardlow backstage. Wardlow was cutting a promo with Renee Young, but Samoa Joe took out his knee with Renee a metal Paquette, pipe. Please, sorry, me. sorry, goodness, oh, Renee Paquette. Um, which <clears throat> yeah was was a was a night long thing to set up mm. the main event. I yep. like that. It was really good and really paid off. I think in the main event, mm. great story. Hangman Page is in the medical room again, undergoing the concussion protocol. A few Dark Order members are there. And the medic says, well, Hangman's like, I, I want to go out there. I want to beat up John Moxley. And uh, the doctor says, well, you know, if you just don't do that for two weeks, you'll be cleared. Mm -hmm. And Hangman's like, oh, okay, cool. Nice one. Yeah. And then he's like, but I do want to attack Moxley. Mm. So do you think he will between now and then? Well, that's it. Then the very next match was the Blackpool Combat Club top mm. flight match. So yeah. I, I thought, well, Hangman's coming out mm. to to brawl with Moxie because he just he's got the rage. Mm. But that didn't happen. No, I <laughs> I I like this because I mean they they reference it in the promo. Said I know you're going to be very interested in the next match of John Moxie and Claudio, and he's immediately like gets mm. up and he's like, and then all the Dark Order members are like, no, 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 sit down, calm down. So the Dark Order is kind of restraining him a little bit. But I think maybe next week we could get some sort of interaction with Hangman and Mox. Maybe like he comes down the Dark Order, literally have to hold him back yeah. in the ring kind of thing. He's getting closer and closer to Mox, but can't get his hands on him yet. That sort of thing, I think it'd be fun. I hope so, because as much as I... Well, I love this story, but I feel like a couple of weeks ago, after that Hangman Page backstage promo about his kid not mm. being able to remember his son's name, mm -hmm. that was boiling. Yeah. Their, their brawl, it was boiling. But then... AW do long-term booking too long sometimes. And I, I, I feel like it is, again, it's simmered down. Mm -hmm. So I need something to bring it back up. Yeah. Uh, then we had the tag match we've already covered. Excellent match. So good. Orange Cassidy and Kip Sabian are talking backstage. Yeah. And Kip Sabian saying, well, you should give me an All-Atlantic title match for some reason. And then... Trent goes, well, by that logic, I should get the match against Cassidy because I eliminated him or something from the Battle Royal. Yeah. And Cassidy goes, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, it's going to be Cassidy versus I, Trent. I, I think it might have been the other way. I think Orange Cassidy said, well, by that logic, Trent should get the first title shot. And Trent was right. like, you sure? And he's mm. like, yeah. Okay, cool. cool. Orange Cassidy versus Trent. Neat. Best friends. Mm. Uh, Hook came out. Good God. When his entrance music hits... I get excited. Oh, he's good, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Comes out, he faces a guy called Balaam Lynx, and he beats him in under a minute. Yep. And then the firm come out, uh, and Jungle Boy tries to stop the firm, but W. Morrissey gets in the ring, and even though I do not care for the firm, I must admit, W. Morrissey, or Big Big Willie, Big Willie style. Big Bill? Is that his name now? Squaring up against Hook, and Hook is like, even though Hook is... Foot and a half shorter. Hook is not looking at him, but somehow still looking at him. <laughs> and then he tried to suplex him. Oh, I same as you. I don't really care for the firm, mm. but Big Bill coming there and him just like laughing and looking down at Hook and Hook being like, "All right," and just goes to try to suplex him. I popped massively. Yeah. I was like, <gasps> "Suplex, go!" Because yeah. you know, suplex big man makes my gorilla brain go. That's fun. Um, he didn't didn't hit it which is good. Save that. Mm. Uh, and then Jungle Boy comes out with a two by four and smacks Big Bill and gets him out of the ring. Who knew that this combination of Hook and Jungle Boy is going to be awesome? Well, I'm not. I'm just into Hook, really. I, I wouldn't say I like I'm into both. Hook and Jungle Boy. Hmm. I'm into both. Not in the same way I was into, say, Rick Ross and Swerve. <laughs> <laughs> Accusations! <laughs> Young legend! <clears throat> Etc. Uh... But yeah, this I'm excited for this. I'm just, I, like I, I, I just want Hook in this. Put, give him the AW world title. I don't care. Not that much. <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Jericho cut a promo on Starks, told Action Andretti not to come back after the fireball attack. Uh, William Uter interrupted Swerve backstage, speaking of. Did you say William Uter? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he's taken the name. <laughs> they're, they're all William now. It's little, little William Uter. As little, to, little William Uter. So you don't get confused with mm. big William Morrissey. Mm. Uh, little Will interrupted Swerve backstage to set up a Rampage match. Should be fun. I'm excited. Mm. Wheeler Uter versus Swerve Strickland sounds like a lot of fun. Swerve is just 
so freaking cool. Swerve is like, so cool. Like how Hook is this sort of disinterested, badass, babyface, cool guy. Swerve is the smarmy, heelish, but also just as cool yeah. guy. Yeah, he is. So, I'm, I mean, a Hook, a Hook Swerve match, that's too cool. Mm. That's ice cold. Two kills already taken. Can't be doing that. Uh, I'm still not super sold on Parker Boucher and the other lad, but see how that plays out. Uh, then we got Elite versus Death Triangle. So sort of spaffed over that already. Do you want to add anything? So much. Um, what do I want to add? Uh, Brainbuster onto wooden pallet. Pack Moonsault <laughs> off some shelving. Phoenix for a table. Holy s! What a V trigger! This match is effing nuts. Everyone is so effing good. Ah, he is so effing fast. Oh my god, that was absolutely insane. That was effing awesome. Holy s! Hmm. My actual notes for that match. The acclaimed got a music video after this, mm. and I've said before, I think Max Caster's entrance raps are incredible. Mm. They are for me because I don't really get offended that much. I just love what he says in it. I think that it's very, very funny and edgy. But then when it gets to these music video diss tracks, I'm always left a bit like, oh, well, you know, it's not as it's not as devastating as the the entrance raps. You know what it is. <laughs> And I, I hate to make this comparison. When he does the entrance raps, you get the live feedback of the audience. Yeah. It's like having a laugh track. Oh, you're, yeah, that's a good point. It is like, say a line, pause, reaction. Say a line, pause, reaction. Whereas mm. this is just a song. Yeah. Um, but this is by far the best one they've done. And I think it was, this was the a great version of the idea. Uh, it was just then ragging on Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. So good. And he had just killer line after killer mm. line. Um, the worst Jeffrey since Dharma. <laughs> Crikey. Uh, he called Jay Lethal ROH's top guy from their bad years. Uh, he's been in TNA for so long, he's got Stockholm Syndrome. That's great. And uh, the, the thing that everyone's talking about is... Uh, Max Caster said that Jarrett was stealing money like it's Kurt Angle's wife. Because, of course, Karen <clears throat> used to be married to Kurt Angle. Mm. They were they were an on-air couple in TNA. Mm. And then I, I can't remember the timeline whether Kurt was still with... I think they'd separated, but they were still legally married. Mm. And then Jarrett and Karen started going out. And to their credit, they've been together for about 13, 14 years since. Good for them. Mm. I also really liked <clears throat> the line about gold. Global force. Oh, gold. It's good. Uh, called Jarrett Carney a lot. So mm. I saw a tweet that's worried me gravely, and that is Karen Jarrett herself tagging Tony Khan, I think, yeah. into, uh, you know, Max Caster's gone too far. How dare he say that about me? And I was like, oh, no. The Jarrett, they do this in every promotion. They're trying to work Karen into the storyline. Yeah. So do n I hope I'm wrong. Me too. I hope you're wrong as well. But I think Karen Jarrett will appear in, a, in an episode in the next few weeks. To you know, maybe kick daddy ass in the balls. Do you know the one person that will enjoy that? Luke. Luke. <laughs> Luke will enjoy that. I don't know if he'll enjoy Karen. You know what? He has to stick to his guts. <laughs> he has to be the contrarian in this one. All in all, though, fantastic. Love Great that, stuff. This track. Yeah. Uh, Tay J.A.S. then took on Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale. This is a story, of course, based around... Tay Mello and Anna JS terrorizing Ruby Soho since she came back. Mm. Uh, I didn't really care about that. I just want to watch Will and Night Willow Nightingale do everything. Yes. She's so good. She's so good. She's so affable. Yeah. And she's so likable. That is the right word for her. Mm. Because she just, it's like you want to root for her. She is kind of like Bailey in NXT. Mm. Yes. Yeah, exactly that. People just latch onto her because mm. her positivity is infectious. Mm. So good. She's such a good wrestler. I wonder if she's a horrible person. In real life. <laughs> 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 uh, that would be, be a swerve, wouldn't it? Um, <clears throat> sorry, I don't know if you picked up on this one. Ruby Soho blind tagged herself in on this match and Willow was a little bit annoyed about it. Okay. She kind of did a little 
huh, that's annoying. But we'll get on with it. <laughs> Was it like that? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, yeah, why not? Um, I wouldn't be surprised, uh, especially because the babyface has lost this match. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if Ruby Soho gets more and more annoyed about the fact that she can't get her hands back on yeah. Ty Mello and, and Anna Jay. That she takes out Willow Nightingale has a little, little bit of a heel turn. I wouldn't, I would not be surprised at all. And I wouldn't be against that. Nor would I. I think it'd be a very good, a good character change for her. Ruby Soho, been in the company a year, four months. Yep. Um, been out for a lot of that with injury or just not being booked mm-hmm. prominently. Yeah, she's not that sort of appeal she had when she came back. I think has evaporated either through injury or not efficient booking yeah or do you know did she ever have the sort of appeal anyway to properly be a top baby face because she was always a heel right in wwe i know i'm not familiar with her chikara work uh she was a baby face in nxt for a little bit but as soon as she got called up to the main roster she was a heel hmm. in the the riot squad etc um yeah, I, I think she'd do very well. And I think she, she looked like more aggressive on in this match as well. Like she came out, no smile. She was just like, right, I'm going to beat these people mm. up. And then the fact that she didn't really get to in this match, I wouldn't be surprised if this yeah. plays into a character. So the finish, which was another good finish. Mm, this was a finish. show of good, good finishes. Yeah. I guess, you know, maybe because if one of the finishes was bad, we wouldn't be talking about how great all the rest of it is. But but what about this bad but this finish? one was bad. Yeah. Uh, the Tay Mel no root that uh, Anna Anna got Jay. a chair yes. to use it on Willow outside, but yes. Audrey Aubrey, sorry, Aubrey took the chair from her, which let Anna use a chair on Ruby. Tay Mello. Tay Mello use a chair on Ruby yep. to get the win. Yes. So yeah. And it was a good, it's a good chair spot as yeah. well. It wasn't like a little weak, like oh, it's a little tap. It was like now nah, he's a pump kick through a chair. Mm. I'm like, wow, cool, it's good. The Ass Boys left the arena. They said they'll address FTR next week because Great. FTR were on the AAA show, losing their tag belts, mm. no less. Well, to so- WWE's Dragon Lee. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> Guevara and Mello, who were on mm-hmm. the AAA show as well. Wait a second. Wait Mello a second. Because she was, we just talked about it. Yeah. But no, no, they They're weren't not. on the show because they were double booked for this, but they lost their titles, mm-hmm. be- even though they weren't there. Yeah. So in AAA, all of the championship belts that were on AEW stars, and there was a lot of them, have suddenly been, they've suddenly lost and mm-hmm. seem to have ended their run. This feels to me like that when TNA just, oh yeah, we're wrapping up our AEW one year deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feels like the. Triple A might AAA's, get the the yeah. finger point. Triple A's got spot a deal with, with WWE. WWE's NXT Twitter account tweeted out a clip from the Triple A show of Dragon Lee announcing he was going to mm. WWE. What did I say in my little video? WWE are going to go out and try and forge partnerships with all of these promotions around the world to undermine one of the things AEW has as a unique strength, mm-hmm. and that is their partnerships with other promotions. We've seen it like New Japan. We've seen it with AAA. I've got a theory now that Banks isn't going to AEW. I think she's going to go to Wrestle Kingdom, but she's going to go back to WWE. It's possible. See a turn up in the Rumble, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Because I'm excited. Another thing people have been pointing out is a couple of weeks ago, AEW were like, yeah, we've got Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter tagging on Soraya and a mystery partner. Mm. And everyone was like, oh my God, it's Sasha Banks. And AEW like, oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> we we didn't think you'd think that. Yeah. Nobody mentioned the tag match ever again. Mm-hmm. And hopefully people will forget that they think it's Sasha Banks and won't be disappointed when it's Mercedes Martinez. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Perhaps it's disappeared from the show. Could be Naomi. <clears throat> you never know. Uh, Ricky Starks cut a promo on Jericho, and the main event was Samoa Joe taking on Wardlow. Uh, it's Hoss time. I wrote. I can't believe He's I haven't thought of that. And Samo- Wardlow didn't come out to his music. Samoa Joe cut a promo how he is the king of TV. But then Wardlow came down to get revenge, selling his knee. You know. In the way of selling where you just do all the moves you were going to do anyway, and then go, ooh. I still think it worked, though, because he sold it 
pretty much every step that he took in this match, he was selling his leg. He'd then do a move. He'd like fire up, do a move, and then be like, oh, for God's sake, that really hurt. So he'd like, he'd fire up, he'd do like a big swanton mm. off the top, and then he'd go like, ow, I shouldn't have done that. Let me do another one. Um, I, I, I honestly really liked Wardlow selling here. I thought it was really effective. I thought there was, there was like a knee breaker spot from Joe where Wardlow then rolled outside and was getting like medical attention and stuff. And he like, he couldn't extend his leg. And every time he tried to, he was like screaming in pain the outside. I was like, this is good selling. I thought they told a really good story here. I agree. I guess you've got the selling when you are actually in kayfabe pain, mm. when the move has just been done to you, when you yeah. roll to the outside or after you've done a move. Mm -hmm. But then I think you've also got the, the off selling mm -hmm. where you should always be favoring the leg. I don't think he did it um, for my money. I, f I, I think that's unfair. I think he did. Um, and I also think you can pen a lot of it down to just like, he just about managed to do the move thanks to adrenaline. Mm. And then it, it hurts again kind of thing. I think it worked. But the match overall was great because I think Wardlow, since Double or Nothing, has unfortunately lost so much steam. Yeah. And you've got to give him every little booking crutch you can to help him because Samoa Joe is a heel. But he's also super cool. He's so cool. So you, you've got to be very careful about putting this baby face monster up against Samoa Joe, mm -hmm. who's already lost a bit of steam. Yeah. So this was a really smart way of doing it. Samoa Joe worked a bit of a slow heelish ground and pound thing. Wasn't doing his cool moves. Mm -hmm. Wasn't walking away from the swanton. Wasn't trying to hit a muscle buster. He was throw Wardlow out the ring, slow it down. Get the crowd heat. Yeah. Very good. And it was great as well, because as soon as Wardlow started to come back inside the ring, tried to climb through the ropes, Joe was instantly on that mm. knee again, being like, I'm going to injure you. I'm going to break this knee. Uh, really good stuff from from Joe. I thought his offense really lent, lent into the story they were trying to tell of the injured knee. And I really liked the finish as well of yeah. um, Wardlow just about, he, he set up Wardlow in the corner, who just about managed to counter and hit a powerbomb, like staggering on the one leg, hit the powerbomb and was like, Right, fired up. Come on, let's do this. I'm I'm feeding off the crowd energy. Let's do this. I'm going to hit the powerbomb symphony. Here we go. Got him up and couldn't mm. hit the powerbomb because his leg gave out. Joe then just chokes him out immediately afterwards. Good stuff. I like this story. Good. You have a little asterisk. <laughs> you can protect Wardlow somewhat. The attack earlier. Yeah. But Samoa Joe did just win, which is good. I was worried that Wardlow was going to win, mm. which I think would would have been... Wardlow's win. <laughs> yeah. Would have been such a shame because... Joe, Joe's great at the moment, and I think if Wardlow got the belt, it would just feel like, oh, okay, you just put the belt on Joe mm. so you could amp up Wardlow again. Yeah. but And I think maybe they probably did think about doing that, so I'm glad they stuck with Joe. I just want Joe to hold this for months and months and months. Mm. He set up a thing with Derby afterwards, and that match is going to come next week, uh, but I don't want Derby to beat him either, even though Derby will be in his hometown of Seattle. Uh, I just want Joe to murder people. It would be very cool. I really enjoy Joe murdering mm. people. And I also think having the contrast of Big Hoss match versus Darby Allen next week is like, oh, it's such a good like contrast back to back of these two matches. It's quite strange for AEW because AEW did this match less than a month ago. It was like the first week of December, Darby versus Joe. Fantastic match. Um, and they're doing it here that next week again, mm -hmm. which is quite uncharacteristic. Maybe they'll put a step on it. That's what I thought. Maybe. The other bit we haven't mentioned was easily the biggest angle of the entire night. Mm. And that was after winning, Joe took out some scissors, punched the referee and chopped off Wardlow's luscious floppy hair. How'd you do? How, why are you doing that, Joe? Great heel heat. Oh, yeah, it's wonderful. Uh, little repackage from Wardlow, maybe. Little fresh haircut gives him a fresh character change. I'm all for that. Great heel heat from Joe. Just a dick move. Mm. Like, there's just no need for it. It's great. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's a great heel heat. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm looking forward to seeing what what where we go from there. Do you think Darby could have come out sooner? Because Joe mm. won, and then there was probably about two minutes before he chopped off Wardlow's hair. Maybe. He wasn't aware of what was happening. Hmm. And then Joe was doing something post-match. And he's like, okay, Joe's just doing Joe things. And then when he saw him cut off the hair, he goes, that's too far. Hmm. I need to sort this out. 
Hopped on the skateboard. Hopped on the skateboard. Whee! Out he came. Or maybe he was at the front entrance, at the actual entrance ramp. He was like, no, I need to run from behind. So he yeah. ran all the way around the arena to then jump in from behind. And in that time, Samoa Joe cut off his hair. Or, oh my God, Samoa Joe's got scissors. Mm. I'm not that much of a daredevil. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll wait till he's chopped off the hair. Pointy objects. Yeah. No, sir. But great match. Great finish. Sets up a lot of different directions. Mm. Overall. I put this at 90%. This was a great show. Which is in my top 10 episodes of the year. I think it works out as number seven or eight. Mm. Checks out for me. Great match. Yeah. Great show. Great show. Like, I don't think it's rocket science to say. You put some great wrestling on a show and I'll enjoy it. Mm. This, This was so much fun. And the thing is, these weren't completely superficial nothing matches. They also weren't big story culminations. They were somewhere in the middle where you have a bit of story progression that's told through wrestling. Because you... Wrestling isn't nothing. You should pay attention to the wrestling because the wrestling matters. And the wrestling mattered on this show. All of the moves and everything that mm. happened, the psychology, all of it mattered and furthered a story. That's, that's my kind of wrestling. Thumbs and, up. And a focus on the younger guys. MJF Absolutely. and the first one, Top Flight, Darby's there to close mm-hmm. the show. Absolutely. Good stuff. Please get in your Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars. This is last call. Uh, Plasma PT says, Hey guys, I finally got a chance to catch a live stream after a long college semester. I passed, by the way. Well done. My dynamite was amazing last night. Blackpool Combat Club versus Top Flight was my favorite match and it was amazing. Top Flight deserves a push. Well, I think they're going in that direction from what they've been what they've been booked as. No. I think Moxley and Claudio need the push. They've taken the <laughs> wrong lesson. They're being pushed. Uh, oh my God. SL underscore ID underscore 165 lowercase b 603 lowercase c hyphen 285 lowercase a hyphen 38 lowercase c4 hyphen. Hope I've not exposed any sensitive information there for this person. Be weird if that was someone's username and they put sensitive information in it. At the start of the Elite versus Death Triangle match, my girlfriend said, Come on, guys, <laughs> didn't you learn anything from your suspension? Don't fight backstage. <laughs> it's a good joke. That's good. Big fan. Kid Phantom V3, the Fools Count Anywhere trios match was fantastic. My only nitpick is that in the beginning, the Bucks should have super kicked Death Triangle's <laughs> locker room door. <laughs> That totally would have been cool and totally not a reference to anything at all. Uh, Duh. 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 Uh, York Master 5-3. Anna J runs like a healthy suburban housewife. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I feel like it's misogynistic. I feel like it's misogynistic as well. What's the angle here? Is it because it's housewife? I mean, she's healthy. Healthy? Suburban? Is that a bad thing? Oh, oh, oh. Is it a, a literal description of how she runs? Mm-hmm. As in jokes? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, that because mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh. they're with their little uh, dumbbells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the one kilo weights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're running like, because she does run the ropes a bit like that. I thought you meant runs mm. like how a car would run on petrol. <laughs> <laughs> she functions. Yeah. <laughs> like... Anna J runs like a healthy suburban housewife, and I'm there like, that's not her character. That's not it at all. You've, you've clearly missed the mark here. Nick Smith, I think we're building towards a big TNT title ladder match at Revolution with Darby getting involved in Joe versus Wardlow. Sammy will join in. Yeah. Scorpio Sky will return to throw his name. Then Miro is the big return at the pay-per-view as the last entrant. I like <laughs> some of that. I don't like other parts of it. Which bits don't you like? Sammy. That's about it, really. I don't think Miro would come back unless no. he's winning. I wouldn't be opposed. Kevin! I, hi, guys. Hope you had a great Christmas. I don't know if someone mentioned it yet, but I'm pretty sure Brian won with the regal stretch. And because Paige was already KO'd from the elbows, commentary didn't mention it. It's so good. Yeah. I really like that detail. 
scent of a Wookiee. With the AEW Women's Division improving and the hater title matches being so incredible, I'd love to see a list of your all-time favourite AEW Women's matches. A match I feel isn't talked about enough is the street fight between TJ and the Ford Bunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, back when they were baby faces on mm-hmm. Rampage. Mm. That was a good match. It was a great match. Yeah, that was like a year ago, right? Your Almost. favourite favorite women's match? Honestly, hey, Ashida. That might be recency mm. bias, but... Damn, I loved that match. It was so good. I'd have to go back because it's been a while now, but some of Rio's early matches mm. are so good. Rio Deeb from yeah. Double or Nothing 2021? Whenever that was. Was it mm. Rio Deeb? Well, that, they had a weird feud, didn't they? Mm. Like a great first match and then yeah. eight months later, <laughs> the second one. Yeah. Uh, Joshua Shepard, Jeff Jarrett, Karen Jarrett and Jay Lethal can we say quadruple J all day? No. BM Whitehouse 76. I started watching wrestling in 2009, and in 2010, TNA became my favorite promotion. That's the wrong year for that mm, to become your favorite promotion. It's bad, isn't it? Seeing Joe Lethal, Jarrett Sting, and Sanjay makes me incredibly happy, so I understand why Luke Pop's big for them. I hope we get Nigel McGuinness <laughs> and Doug Williams soon. See, oh, Nige. people can be nostalgic for mm. literally anything, even if it's bad. Also, I believe we missed one earlier. Uh, another one from uh, Kevin here in this AEW chat section. I said that one. This one. Oh, no, you didn't. You're right. Uh, Kevin. Hey, Tony <laughs> Khan. Hater is your champ and had a banger last week. Would be cool to put her on TV, don't you think? <laughs> Anyways, who would you pick for Hater at Revolution? My pick would be Soraya to fuel the Baker jealousy story and pay it off at double or nothing. Yeah. If Hater wins, mm. I'm into that. I don't want Soraya to win. Well, it depends on who Soraya's mystery tag partner is. Yeah. That does seem to dictate a lot of yeah. things currently. Um, but I think if if Soraya and mystery partner beats them, then you have Soraya versus um, Hater. Hater wins that, and Baker's like, right? So hate, yeah. Hater's the strong one out. It's like if Baker gets pinned in that tag match, and then Hater beats Soraya after that, it's like, oh, I am the weak link. Oh, dear. I don't think it's something you necessarily have to tease or build. Mm. You just have Hater keep winning, and then Baker, that you know, do a, sh- a shield Seth Rollins kind of turn, mm. where Baker's just like, nope, you've gotten too big. Yep. Um, I'm going to take that title from you now. I think Mm. that'd be a really good program. Mm. It would. Uh, And finally for now, Mark Graf, Ludwig Wilhelm von Baden, Memberg for 16 months. Thanks for a great 2022. Loved all the content the WrestleTalk channels put out this year, especially No Rolls Barred. Hoping for an even better 2023. Well, you're going to want to hit that subscribe button, everybody, to get all that great content and go over to WrestleTalk as well for even more great content and parts fun known and No Rolls Barred. Oh, make everything we've got one more is there one more there is one more uh and finally for now calab fka mr oh formerly known as mr higglesby hey lovely boys hope you all have a wonderful new year here's a joke a blind man walks into a bar then a chair then a table love you all and keep up the great work calab caleb is obviously right. been at the christmas cracker jokes oh yeah mm. sounds about right but thank you for joining us here today for the dynamite review podcast please do subscribe uh, we've got loads more content coming your way. But for now, I've been Ollie Davis. It's been Chopper Pete. Jam that jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.